0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Thumbnail, a visual arts podcast. I'm Joe Rosher, illustrator, animator, and adjunct professor.
1: And I'm Louis Rosignol, visual artist. And thanks for joining us today. We're going to be talking about social media today and kind of the pros and cons of the different platforms. And the reason I wanted to do this particular subject today is because I recently joined TikTok and I posted some of the TikTok videos that I did on Instagram. And I had multiple messages from different artists that were saying, Oh, I was thinking about joining. Have you had any success? So it seems like a lot of people are contemplating maybe expanding their social media and they're curious about what platforms are good. So I thought this would be a good subject to talk about. Yeah, sounds great. So before we get started, we we like sometimes start with a news story that has to do with the art world. And I think there's the big one right now, which I... Because we record the podcast kind of out of order, this might be a little bit of an old story by the time you're listening to it. But we're going to talk about the artist who sold a banana duct tape to a wall for $120,000. And then someone ate it right after, after the guy bought it. Someone else, or maybe he paid like a, a performance artist to eat it as part of it. So it's like he basically spent $120,000 for nothing really. <laughs> And, and it kind of goes into like modern art and it can be so expensive and people, the average person, like the general public probably feels like it's so stupid that someone paid that. I I mean, I feel that and I'm an artist. I don't know how you feel about it.
0: I think it's just a stunt. I think it's a stunt to get attention. They knew that it would get attention and you know, the, whoever buys it is going to get a lot of attention. Yeah. I think it's just an absolute stunt on all accounts. Like if you could afford that, ends up being just like a funny joke. It's like, Oh, you're the guy that bought the banana. It's like, Yeah, I got I bought I bought the banana. It's so funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I guess. I mean it's a lot it's a bit a lot of money to spend, but if you have it, I mean I'm the artist is stoked. He gets a hundred and twenty grand for literally like a minute's worth of work.
0: The funny conversation that comes out of this, like the anger and the frustration that comes out of this from a lot of people I've talked to I think it really stems from the fact that they didn't think of it first and didn't get, get the jump on that. It's like, yeah, you could have thought of this idea when you were four, yeah, but you never did it. And so that's that's also part of the the, the message that's being said.
1: There's absolutely something to that. It's like the guy that did a Kickstarter for to make chili or something. Did you see that?
0: Yeah, it's potato salad, I think.
1: Oh, potato salad. And he ended up making like yeah. tons of money. <laughs> And everyone's like, and then there was people that tried to do it after, but they didn't make any money because it, right. it was kind of had already been done. So it's like, you got to, if you could think of these crazy ideas and they actually work, you know, it's great. But like you said, then it does lead to people that are just jealous that they didn't think of it, but it's not great art, a piece of, or a banana taped to a wall. I mean,
0: no, it, it it's the conversation. That's I think the art piece really.
1: And I can see that definitely gets some people upset like they feel like the culture is just like dying because things like that are considered art you know they they long for the time when there was re- beautiful Renaissance paintings and sculpt you know right. and now it's like crap like that that sells for a lot of money and it's you know they just feel like it's I don't, I don't know the culture's going down the toilet and I can kind of get behind that a little bit too I see where they're coming from
0: yeah but I think again that's also the designed point that's the design point of doing something like that you know Mm -hmm. you know what's what people are going to do you know how people are going to react to something like that and so like that in and of itself i think is an argument for why it's actually successful
1: (laughs) yeah no i think you're absolutely right then it kind of leads to the question about pricing art in general for people that are artists nowadays because that's like one of the hardest things to figure out when you start yeah and and as you continue because, you know, your prices change. And, like, I've had people tell me, both sides, I've had people say, like, I want to buy an original, but I don't have a few hundred dollars. Because I don't charge that much for my drawings, really, in the scheme of things. But then I have, so I have people tell me they're too expensive. But then I also have people say, like, I should be charging a lot more. Mm. And you won't sell as many, but when you sell them, they'll, you will it'll be well worth it because so it's like that balance like what do you do you know if i made them a lot cheaper maybe a ton more would sell but then i got to sell way more of them
0: i see that with my work all the time you know when i do holiday sales or craft fairs you have to kind of cater to the audience that you expect to be there yeah and so a lot of these people are looking for the deals and looking looking for low ticket items for gifts and cards and things that could potentially be thrown away right you got to just keep keep your audience in mind
1: you have to know your audience pretty well and when you're just starting out maybe you don't have an audience so that where it can be a little bit more challenging yeah i will say i just did like a black friday sale and i always know what this is going to happen because it happens it's happened the last three years where i do a sale on etsy and i'll always get a message from someone then bought that bought like a week ago and they're like mad because they didn't know I was gonna have a sale in a week, and they just bought an original. And they're like, I could have got it for two hundred dollars cheaper. And so they want like a, a lot of them. They I've had a couple people ask for like a refund of that amount of money. I could see doing that to Walmart, like a big business like that, where they they run a sale and you you just bought it, and now you want a refund. But to like an artist that's just, you know, because artists, you don't make a ton of money for the most part. And it's like, I don't know if you could afford it to buy it a week ago, then just deal with it. That's how I feel. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but mm. I always know what's going to happen when I'd run a sale that I'm going to get someone that just bought that's mad now. That- I think
0: that could happen with anything, like buying a car right when it's brand new and then missing missing an opportunity the next weekend where you could have saved thousands of dollars you know I, I think it happens all the time and you're gonna get you're gonna get the people
1: mad at, mad no matter what i generally don't when that when that's happened to me i don't refund them but i will like say you know i'm sorry you missed the sale and i'll send them like a coupon code so like if you want to order again in the future here's a coupon code for like 40 percent off of, a, of an item and that usually makes them happy mm-hmm. i've had people get a little bit angry so Anyway, it's something to do with pricing, but
0: that's a that's a good way of doing it, I think, cuz then it also means they're going to have to buy something more.
1: That's yeah, it kind of works out in my favor, but it also works out in their favor if they were planning on maybe getting something right. in the future, too. Let's move into social media. Mm-hmm. I think a good place to start. Why don't we just both tell which social media um we use mm-hmm. and which ones maybe we have used in the past?
0: Yeah. I've kind of touched all of the or most of the major social media outlets from the the normal big ones like facebook instagram twitter youtube deviantart and just yesterday signing up for tiktok <laughs> yeah so i've i've touched i've touched them all at least um uh, the ones that rise to the top for me are instagram then facebook i don't i don't engage very much in twitter Um, losing steam with facebook instagram has been my lead runner right now but i think there's some hope with tiktok i i have a i have a feeling that there could be something there
1: yeah we'll we'll definitely get into that and so i'm i'm the same as you like I've used the same. I haven't used DeviantArt, but mm-hmm. all the other ones you mentioned I've used. And I've used Behance a little bit, mm-hmm. but not much. You know, I'm not, we're not doing a podcast here on whether you should even use social media. Because I think at this point, if you're an artist, you're trying to like, you bring it above a hobby where you're trying to make some money, you have to use social media. There's no getting around it at this yeah. point. Like nobody's going to just find your website. And artists or like art directors, they want to see your social media. They want to see like your newest work and what you're, you know, and update. I know I update my website maybe once every six months at the most. Mm-hmm. And so, and I don't know about you, but you're updating your social media every at least a few times a week.
0: I update my website, yeah, probably every several months and then do a full overhaul of the whole thing every couple of years, you know? And it ends up being a lot of work. And social media platforms have eased that pain, I think, you know, having a stream of consistent content and a format that everyone knows so you don't have to i don't know remake the wheel kind of a thing
1: yeah and what's great about it too is like you know people used to send art directors like postcards right hopefully get work but if you can get an artist or an art i mean an art director to follow you on your social media you're basically going to be able to remind them about yourself every day. Right. Whereas a postcard, it's like a one time thing. Maybe they'll post it, pin it up on their board or whatever, but social media, you're like getting in front of them all the time. And so you're fresh on that, you can be fresh on their mind. Right. So do you want to start with Facebook? Because that's kind of like the a bigger original one that I guess MySpace is the original one, but. Yeah. Facebook kind of is more, at least still somewhat alive. Yeah. And we both use, I don't use it anymore, but we both have used it. So what do you think though? Cause we're kind of going to do a pros and cons thing. What do you think some of the pros are of Facebook?
0: Right now, I think you have to also think about audience again, who is on Facebook and it's become an older audience. And that tends to be a lot of my sales, right? As, as from an older audience that want to support, but because they're old.
1: Yeah, they have money.
0: <laughs> I feel like I don't get, the same kind of engagement. Even if they might be seeing it, they're not engaging with what I'm posting. So I've I've been slowly drifting away from Facebook and not putting much time and effort into it. There are some key things that I think could kind of draw me back in a little bit because of Instagram functionalities. Like, I don't know if you've seen with businesses, you could basically one one click shop on a post now so you could see how much something costs like you could like tag a piece of merchandise or a product in your post and it leads you to your facebook store i haven't i haven't played too much with that but i'm pretty sure that's that's basically how it's working and uh I think that has potential and I want to experiment with that. But um,
1: on Facebook, you can you can put links in all your posts, right? Yeah. Every single post you could put a different link in. So that's a pro. Definitely. Definitely
0: a pro. I think their ads are a pro still. You could do some really seriously targeted advertising. Mm -hmm. You just have to take the time to target the people you actually want. And that, that takes some trial and error. So I think that's still robust, but it's also, I think Facebook's becoming that ad machine that no one wants to be around anymore. You're being hit with ads all the time.
1: Yeah, that's the problem. That's, that's definitely a concern. And I know a lot of people are moving away from Facebook and that's one of the reasons. So that's kind of a con. I know Facebook is like you said it's it's not really dying because mm-hmm. there's still so many older people that use it i can't imagine they're going to be jumping on the new the new stuff all the time so like facebook's probably perfect for them it helps them keep in contact with their family so and like you said they are older so they have money right. you know so you're more likely to sell to them if they do like your art
0: but that, that being said, a, a younger a younger audience platform will cultivate a community around you that you can grow that you can grow with mm-hmm. you know yes so those 12 year olds might not have the dis- the disposable income that you would want them to have, but they're gonna grow up and they're gonna be able to afford your work sooner than you think you know?
1: yeah, it's true. I find that Instagram, So, kind of moving into Instagram, which we both agree right now that Instagram is probably the best platform. Am I right on that?
0: I think so, especially as far as art goes. Okay.
1: So, I think Instagram is kind of a mix of age range. So, you definitely... it's getting a little bit older, I'm seeing, but it still has a lot of, a lot of young users. And so I think that that's a pro. You're, you can reach pretty much anybody because almost everybody has an Instagram and it's still considered kind of cool, whereas yeah. Facebook's not that cool anymore. And so I feel like it's easier to grow an audience on Instagram than it is on Facebook. And as you said, the the people don't really engage on Facebook as much, but on Instagram they do.
0: Yeah, I think it's easier, yeah. But that, that also being said, I don't think it's as easy as it was to, to naturally organically grow a following. I agree. It's, yeah, it's very tough. I feel like I'm, I'm always clawing to get, to get followers organically at
1: least. Yeah, I think you're right. I, you know, the last couple of years or the first year I joined Instagram, I gained followers pretty quick and it's just kind of leveled out. And now Mm -hmm. I gain them very, very slowly. And so I think that that's because of the algorithm there's a lot of things that go into it i don't really know how their algorithm works but i'll put like hashtags on my work obviously like that's obviously a pro too hashtags are a great way to get your work in front of different people but i'll put hashtags on something let's say i do a portrait of the joker so i hashtag it joker or batman Uh, so it'll and then it ends up getting like a ton of engagement and likes but then when i click on that hashtag you know how it you when you click on a hashtag it says like top posts yeah and then most recent posts the top post there'll be a bunch of people that have less engagement than what i posted so like i don't understand why mine wouldn't be above theirs like i'll find stuff that has like like way way less not even just like a little bit less so i don't know how the the algorithm gets people to the top of that
0: i don't understand it either I'm wondering if they look at not just likes as engagement, but value comments more.
1: Well, they probably do. But I'm even seeing with that that there's there's posts that are up there that have very little comments, too. Hmm. So I don't really know what they're looking at. And I wonder if it has something to do with how new the Instagram user is, because they want to get you hooked on these social media sites. And so I know with when you first join, they tend to promote your stuff a little bit more. So you get a little bit more engagement and then you're more likely to stay. Right. So I I don't know. Now that they know I'm not going anywhere, they're less likely to bump my stuff up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't really know. What, what else do you like about Instagram that we haven't touched on?
0: I think there's still opportunity with paid promotion on Instagram if it's done correctly. I've played with that before. Haven't haven't done. I keep failing at it right now. But um, I think it's how I'm going about it. But I think there's still potential there. I love that it's image-based. Yeah. That obviously helps artists. I like that it's kind of adapting other systems or functionalities similar to Snapchat with stories and stuff like that i think it's more effective on instagram than it is on snapchat have you ever tried snapchat
1: snapchat's not one i've tried so i i don't have much to say about it just because i just don't know how much about it honestly
0: i'm not i'm not a huge fan right now of, of snapchat i think it's a time suck but i also think tiktok might do what snapchat does but have the functionality that i would expect how you can save the videos similar to an instagram right where your profile has your all your videos that you posted like you would your photos and it kind of saves them all i think i think that's a better functionality uh, to a similar idea
1: yeah i agree and i I will say I don't know any artists that use Snapchat effectively. The, I mean, maybe they. I do, but they just. I don't know they're on, on Snapchat. But I don't know that many artists either that have used TikTok effectively. I've seen a few different artists that on there that are experimenting, and that's just why I joined, just to try it out. And I've had a little bit of luck, but I think it's. As you know, you just joined, it's kind of like, there's a lot of dance stuff on it. There's a lot of comedy stuff on it. It's kind of geared towards that type of thing. So you really have to be smart about the type of right. what you're doing, but time lapse. Right. And how it
0: relates back to your work, you know, and still be on brand and not, right. not trying to be something else.
1: I'm still working at figuring that out. Like I'm going to, I think I'm going to probably do a little like a mixture of time lapses withdrawing but then also maybe some because I've done these stupid like art hacks which, which you probably saw that are just like yeah, stupid. Like yeah they're just stupid but they're a good way to get people to like, laugh or something for a minute and then maybe they're more likely to come to my page and see my time lapses because uh, stupid things like that are more likely to blow up that one I did with the eraser it has almost a quarter million views yeah. and I only have a few hundred followers on TikTok right. so it blew up pretty quick and I guess the way, so I'll explain the way the algorithm works on TikTok. Basically, you know, they have the for you page where they just suggest videos. When you first post, they basically will put your video on a small percentage of people's for you page. And depending on how much engagement it gets on that, if it gets a lot, they'll put it on more people's. And then if it gets and then basically the more engagement you get the more people they'll show it to and if it dies if they show it to a small percentage of people and it just dies out nobody's really engaging with it that's it they're not going to keep sh- putting it on the for you page so you have to like
0: so you have to come up strong yeah yeah it, it says it and I, I guess that resets per post not just per
1: post yeah but videos i've seen videos that are on my for you page and then i go and click on the person and that video is like weeks. They posted it weeks ago and it's still on the For You page because it's still getting engagement. And the way that they can count engagement is if someone sits there and they don't even have to like the video. But if they sit there and watch the whole video without swiping up, yeah. that's considered a good metric. Like, oh, they actually watch the whole thing. Oh. And if they watch it more than once, they that's like really good for you. They'll definitely start showing it to more people.
0: Uh, so is that is that why you might think it's better to do the shorter videos? Like the 15 seconds?
1: I think the short videos. Yeah. And I think I'm probably going to end up getting more people to follow me based on those stupid art hacks than I will with my time lapses. But if it gets them to follow me and then see my other work, then that's that's what I'm going to do, you know?
0: So you want to talk a little bit about how you how you made some of your videos on TikTok? Like, did you, did you use an outside program? Did you do everything in program?
1: They have really good editing tools within the app. Like, you could do it pretty easily. You could figure out how to do it within the app. You can speed the videos up. You can reverse them. You can do all sorts of cool stuff. I personally just recorded them on my phone, brought them into iMovie, Mm -hmm. and then I sped them up, got them to edit it down to 15 seconds. Then I uploaded it onto TikTok. And from there, I used their editing and I added like words.
0: Ah, so you could edit on top of whatever. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I just added the words and I added music. What I love about TikTok is... On Instagram, I've made time lapses of my art and I've tried to add songs that I like. And then when I go to upload it, Instagram will just flag it immediately and say, no, that's that you can't use that song right. because it's, um, you know, you don't own the rights to it. It's copyrighted. But for yeah. some reason, TikTok has all these songs within the app you can use and they have pretty much everything and you can use them. And then once you use them on TikTok, you can share them to Instagram and Instagram doesn't have a problem with it because it's through TikTok. But if you were just to put that song on your video and then try to upload it through Instagram, you they would definitely flag it. So I don't know why.
0: Yeah, I've had that problem before on Instagram
1: yeah so you're almost better at just uploading it to TikTok using the song through their app and then you can just huh. from there easily share that to Instagram because it's very easy and integrated once you upload anything to TikTok there's like three dots next to the video and if you click on them it says like share it and you can sh- just click on the Instagram button and it'll take you to Instagram and it'll say do you want to share it on your mm-hmm. stories or on your actual post and so that's that's how easy it is
0: do you think it's also a pretty good way to get traffic to your Instagram
1: I think probably I mean I don't know how much but there's definitely going to be people that will enjoy what you're doing on TikTok and then look you up on other social media sites and vice versa.
0: I think there is a link in when you go to your profile like right underneath your name. I think you could just link your Instagram right and go straight to it.
1: Link your Instagram? Yeah, I think you're right. I think you can. I'm I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, yeah you can put you can put your YouTube page. I just looked. You can put your YouTube page and your Instagram. So people can easily link that because a lot of YouTube YouTubers are using TikTok because they can put like short clips of their YouTube videos. Right. And then if people are interested, they can just click on their YouTube to see the full version. But TikTok is definitely a. So when we talked about Facebook being kind of an older crowd and then Instagram being like a mix TikTok, it's a little bit of a mix, but it's a lot of just younger people.
0: Yeah. I think it's definitely definitely younger,
1: like teenagers. Yeah, and and I have seen some older people on there, and it's pro- it's only going to get older people as as it gains steam, just because that's how social media works. The longer things are out for, the more likely they are to gain right older people on them. But TikTok, I gotta say, out of all the apps, just for scrolling, I find TikTok to be the most entertaining. I found some really great videos that are funny. I've just incredible videos on there, like all sorts of cool stuff. So just to scroll. Not, I'm not I'm not talking about like which social media is better as a platform for you as an artist. I'm just talking about which one's the most entertaining.
0: Pure entertainment factor, yeah.
1: And I've only been on it shortly, but I've found it to be pretty engaging. So if you can figure out a way to...
0: Yeah, I, I think I'd agree.
1: So you just joined. What is your plans? Have you figured out what you think you're going to do with TikTok?
0: I haven't figured it out yet. I know it's going to have to be gimmicky in a way. I have to think a little more creative where what I do has to have a laugh has to have a gag to it and somehow still be art related. So, I'm not sure.
1: You can, I mean, you do animation, so that's a that could be a great platform for animation. I don't know.
0: Right. Yeah, it could it could be animated shorts like crazy short things.
1: What's cool about it is I haven't seen anybody doing that. Ooh. I haven't seen any animation on TikTok, so it would be unique and that could be your do you know, your window into something great. Right. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure somebody's doing it, but I haven't seen it very often, so it's like if you could do something that nobody else is doing you're way more likely to like gain a following quick because it's like something different
0: i think the only way to make it worth it is if it was pretty low budget fast fast animations you know loops maybe
1: well that's it like so obviously with tiktok and youtube those are the you're going to get the most engagement on things like that because it's video and people enjoy video more than still images. The problem is they take way more time to make videos. They drain your time. Instagram drains your time a little bit. And then if you're on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook, it's like you're going to have to devote some good amount of time to each of those. And-
0: right. I'll easily cut Facebook to try to spend more time on TikTok, I think is
1: yeah where my mind is right now. I've also noticed people on TikTok, a lot of people... Are only posting like once a week because it is video and they take they do take time and so that's for us Instagram you really have to post multiple times a week. It's much more accepted to just post once a week or whatever on TikTok and your and if your video blows up, it's gonna stay on the for you page for weeks anyway.
0: Right, that's great. That helps content generators so much because then you could focus on making better content. You know, you make you come out with something dynamite. Sit on that while you're making something else that's going to be dynamite. I, I'd much rather do that than just have throwaway posts. Like I sometimes feel like I have on on Instagram.
1: I think you're right. Like a lot of times when you have to post every single day, or you feel like you have to post every day, you're just like scrounging for content sometimes. Right. And if if you don't feel that pressure, you can really focus on quality content so that's that's really cool like i think with the the art hack idea i did which seems to be people like it which is cool but now i gotta keep thinking of new ones so i'm gonna have to think outside the box on those and if you decide you want to do like animation you're gonna have to try to come up with new stuff so having like right knowing you don't have to do it Every day, you know, you you could even do every other week if you wanted or whatever. Yeah,
0: that could be cool. Do you have to fill the fifteen seconds?
1: I don't think so. I've seen videos that are shorter than that. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I think most of the audio clips on TikTok are fifteen seconds or thirty. So, like, if you want to use one of their audio clips, maybe you do have to use fifteen seconds. Or I guess it would just mm. cut off after your video finishes, right? I've tried to time my videos so that they were fifteen seconds. Just kind of worked and you can you can pretty easily do that in in iMovie or whatever or even in TikTok it's not that hard.
0: So what about YouTube or other social unless you want to keep what did you...
1: No, I think YouTube is a platform that's still huge. It's yeah. been huge for a long time now. One of the longest running social media. And so I think with YouTube it's similar to TikTok. You're doing videos, they're longer form, but you're doing videos so they're going to get more engagement and people are going to feel like they know you more. Because if they watch you for 10 minutes talking about a subject or, or you know, they just are going to feel more connected to you. Right. Whereas Instagram, like I just post pictures of my art every day. People maybe feel connected to the art, but not the artist. Whereas YouTube, you're allowing yourself to be out there more.
0: And maybe TikTok could be used more like a, a sneak peek or just best of quick clips to then lead to
1: the bigger story right the longer format yeah no i think that's right so you have you used youtube uh
0: yeah i i, I post
1: some of my animations
0: on youtube but that's
1: it. yeah youtube is funny like i because i've used it Kate I, I used to use it and try to post like every week it didn't really last because to do like a full 10 or 15 minute video that takes a lot of editing time yeah whereas tiktok you're doing a 15 second video so You can edit those pretty quick.
0: You have lower expectations in that format too. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Where with YouTube, we've kind of grown, we've grown with it and we expect a a higher quality across the board.
1: Yep. That's absolutely true. There's so many YouTubers that are doing really high quality stuff and putting a lot of money into their page and into their setup. So you're competing with them. So if you're just like, shaky camera or like a, a crappy camera that has low resolution right people are probably not going to be into what you're doing as much you have to kind of compete with the others but i i do like youtube as far as i think some of the artists that i follow the most are youtube artists because i i feel like i do know them And I got to know them because of their YouTube page and and they do like long format, which is what kind of why it would be good to maybe convert this podcast into like a YouTube video, you know, because then it's like people can see us and they're going to get to know us more and it's just better for the community we build and for us. Although uh, podcast is also another great way for people to get to know you, even if they don't see you just listening to you talk and getting to know your ideas is a good way for people to feel like connected.
0: I think that's what I struggle with the most is. Showing people who I am as a person, where I always thought that my work would be the only thing that matters, but people really want to see behind the curtain how it's being made, who's making it, and it's proven to be important to the to the market
1: yeah, which is strange because I feel like in the past artists you know they didn't really show process videos or anything and maybe they thought that it would like take the magic out of it I feel like watching process videos is almost the opposite right like when you see how it's made it's kind of cool and people really seem to like that and so that's why I try to do them now and then I have like a setup here where I have a above my studio desk I have like a tripod that's always set up so Anytime I want, I can just stick my phone in there and do a quick time lapse pretty easily. Do you have something set up like that or
0: Uh, similar above my drawing table? I have a a gooseneck thing that I could attach my phone to. I don't I don't do it that often. I feel like I should do it more often.
1: I always like forget that I have it set up. Yeah. And then once in a while, I'll be like, I really should do another time lapse. It's been a while and people do like them. Like they always get more engaged whenever I post a time lapse on Instagram. It gets more engagement than a regular post, like of just an still image, because it's kind of different, and people like to see the process. Right. I always feel like, as soon as I, I do feel nervous. So as soon as I hit record, and now my drawing is being yeah. recorded, it it makes me like feel nervous or something more than if it wasn't. I get strange. Uh,
0: yeah, I get I get a little nervous too. <laughs> I need I need to have a a little bit of a plan sometimes.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing too. Like oftentimes when I do like time lapses, I just do them and. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna just sketch and see what happens. I should just forget that the camera's on and just be like, I'm just gonna sketch and if it's good, I'll put it out there. And if it's right. not, oh well, I'll just delete the video. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. Try to think of it like that. But I, I often don't. I always I always get in my own head. Yeah. And so I don't know. That's that's pretty common. I get, I get in my own head too.
0: Um, what about Twitter? I know I've I've had Twitter for a while, but I've used it mainly as just a, a piggyback tool where I'd piggyback on my Instagram post to it or but yeah never really engaged with twitter i don't even read twitter for fun
1: no i feel like i feel like twitter is not fun because it's become like a very political and opinionated social media platform where like most of the posts are like strong opinions or politics and so i don't know if it's a great platform for art i used to have a twitter account but i didn't post art there it was literally just to like follow certain people and maybe engage a little bit but i just found it to be I I never felt good after I came off of Twitter. I always felt like, I don't know, bad about the human race. Right. (laughs) Like, you know, Instagram, you can kind of feel good about it because you can see a lot of art and cool stuff like that rather than just people arguing. But I mean, some artists use Twitter and, and they find it to be helpful. It's just not something that I've found to be that great. Yeah, I haven't found it to be great for my work. Can you explain can you talk about DeviantArt because it's something that I've heard of and I've seen it a little bit but I don't know that much about that community?
0: Yeah, I think it's a another one of those pretty old old social medias for artists.
1: Is it like Behance?
0: It's kind of like Behance. Okay. I feel like it's it used to be a much younger crowd, typically amateur artists posting their work getting feedback kind of stuff like that it was the the place to show your work before instagram existed and
1: i always viewed it whenever i saw deviant art anything from deviant art it seemed like it was always fan art
0: so much of it's fan art a lot of it's anime and yeah it kind of has its own click of what gets successful
1: there so behance is not behance is more of like a portfolio site where you're just building your portfolio and and i don't know if it this is the same as deviant art but it's really just other artists that use it and art directors it's not like right. generally the average right. person isn't going on behance it's the same thing so if you're looking for work from from art directors and and stuff like that it's maybe a good platform but if you're trying to get your work in front of like the general public then behance and, and deviant art's not not the greatest way to go. No, I don't think so. I think we both pretty much agree that that Instagram is the mm-hmm. right now. Anyway, it's the top one and hopefully it stays that way. That's the problem. So the problem I find with social media is you're always on edge. Like, well, what if, all right, I built this audience now on, on Instagram. Like what if it just becomes like Facebook where it just dies out?
0: Right. What if it just, you know, they pull the plug, right? And there's no more Instagram. How would that affect your business?
1: It would hugely affect it. And that's why I'm like, Trying to move off, well, not off, but like I'm trying to expand a little bit more with this podcast and with TikTok or other avenues because it, you know, you, if you have all your eggs in one basket, I'm sure there was a lot of artists that had a lot of eggs in the MySpace basket or something, you know? And then what happened when MySpace died? I, oh, I built thousands of followers for nothing. That's what they felt like, probably.
0: I guess that's also what's important about starting to build email lists. Because I don't think email is going to die. Never. And I always, I actually always thought, thought email was going to die. Until, yeah, until recently. Oh, really? I had no faith in it. And i um, now kind of taking, taking a 180, I think, on that belief. And um, now trying to think of ways of building that, that list in case any of this, any of these social media platforms do die.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think email lists are huge. And especially because, so I have... Way less email subscribers than I do social media followers, but they are way more engaged because they took the time to sign up for my email newsletter or whatever. So they're definitely people that are more engaged with my work. And so if Instagram died, yeah, I would lose a lot of followers, but I'd still be able to connect or contact the ones that were the most engaged, I guess. So I, you're right with building an email list. I think it's very important.
0: How, how do you build your email list? How do, you, how do you keep track of all your emails? I
1: think the best... Oh, yes. Yeah, so I um, use constant contact. There's like a bunch of them. There's like MailChimp and other ways. But basically, when you go to my website, it automatically, a box pops up and it says like, would you like to hear from me occasionally when I have a new project or uh, Etsy sale or something? And then people can either fill out their email and say yes, or they can just close the box if they want. But once I have it connected to my constant contact, so as soon as they fill the box out, it automatically adds that email to my email list. So I don't have to even do anything.
0: Do you use Wix? I use Wix. And so it's a constant contact widget? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like a in their little app store or whatever. You can just add a constant contact widget and then... Is
0: it a paid subscription?
1: Constant contact is cool, but you do pay. It's not much, but it is paid. And then, so, and I don't send that many emails because I don't really want a bunch of people to unsubscribe because they feel like I'm inundating them because there's nothing worse than getting tons and tons of email from the same thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. I unsubscribe all the time from everything.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're getting weekly emails from something, it's like, I don't need that. So I basically email like this past year, I probably sent four emails. Right. The whole year.
0: I'd say tops, two tops, four.
1: But so once a quarter. And if people if people unsubscribe from that, then I guess they don't they weren't that big of a fan, I guess. So, you know, I email basically when I had like my new book coming Mm -hmm. out and my Kickstarter and then I email when I had a big sale. And then I try to email like one other time just to tell them like maybe a new project I'm working on because I don't want them always to be like emails saying like, come buy my art. You just don't want to overdo it. Right.
0: Yeah, it's a hard balance sometimes. That's a cool thing to touch on, I think, with social media. How they're becoming platforms where we're giving away all this free content in order to just get some attention and some notoriety and some uh, a little bit of a following so that you could then propose a sale of something.
1: The fact is a lot of people are happy to follow you and look at your content for free, but to actually buy something, that's a whole different story. And you're right, you're giving away a lot for free. And so it probably makes people less likely to buy an art book or or something because they can just scroll through your Instagram and what's the difference? Um, I personally like to have like art books and I like to hold them and I like the feel of them.
0: I like the physical physicality of the book too.
1: And I don't think books are ever going to go away. Like that was another thing. Like you thought email was going to go away. I thought books were going to eventually just go away, but I don't think they ever totally will.
0: People thought picture books might even go away. I don't think they'll ever go away. I think they're just right up there with... The toys, they're I think they're classified as a toy now rather than a book.
1: People like to see their children reading like an actual children's book versus just using an iPad and looking at a book because I, it's like you, the last thing you want is your kid to yeah look at a screen their whole day you know you it's like get away from that screen and so right. that's why i don't think books are going to ever totally go away i don't know do you have any other any other things you wanted to add to this I, I think we touched on the social the platforms that i wanted to touch on for sure but i don't know if you had any other cons or pros that you wanted to add to any of the platforms
0: um i i, I think i think it brings up the audience thing again and every platform has its own tone its own its own audience and you just have to cater you have to cater to the certain to whatever the platform is and just just be aware of what that tone is yeah i've i've made the mistake of having the same of posting the same stuff the same way across platforms and uh, i shouldn't expect the same engagement on each platform you know and i think that's mainly the The problem I was having. Uh, So yeah, every platform has a different tone. It's hard, yeah, and and voice. So
1: just be aware of that. Yeah, and just to just to recap really quick, I think kind of bullet points. Facebook pros were that you know you have an older audience with a little bit more money, and you also can post Mm -hmm. links to your shop very easily on Facebook. The con is that it's kind of it's a little bit of a dying platform, and so it's it's not that cool instagram pros that it's a younger it can be a younger crowd but it also has older people that have money which is nice and it's a great visual yeah. platform would you say the biggest con to instagram is that you can really i mean you can use like a link tree but really it's hard to link things
0: yeah linking things to things is the hardest thing i think another con to Insta- instagram is I, i've been banned so many times from using instagram because i'm oh like unfollowing yeah, too I many know people mean. too fast or I am liking too many people too fast. And sometimes it's like actually just genuine liking, liking, liking going through. But I'm just like so in the zone. It looks like um, a bot. And I'm just like, commenting, comment like th- through October,
1: yeah, that's happened to
0: me. I got banned for a week. I couldn't post. I couldn't I couldn't like comment. All I could do was share share things on my stories. couldn't even post.
1: you couldn't even post. oh, wow, that's never happened to me. They've definitely blocked certain features, like where I couldn't like things or or comment. So that's rough. I know I don't know why they do that. like i know what you're saying like they think you're a bot because people do i guess there's pro or um platforms where you can pay money and have they basically guarantee they're going to get more followers and then they do things like that where they're following people and liking things for you so that you get more followers but
0: i'm wondering if i was flagged more because i did have if then then bot kind of a app going in the background that would repost my Instagram posts to Twitter natively so that my picture would, the picture would show up in the post on Twitter instead of just a link to my Instagram. I, I actually completely forgot that was even still yeah on, you know, so <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's how little I go on my Twitter. And, uh, I'm wondering if that, that was somehow related It could be to being blocked too. So that blew, that sucked really bad.
1: Yeah, no, that's definitely a con of, of Instagram and it happens to mo- most people at least once. And then I think with like TikTok and YouTube, you've definitely got, um, a younger audience, and you've got video, so you can get people to gauge with you more, feel more connected to you as a person, which is nice. And then, mm-hmm. with as far as cons, obviously with TikTok, it's a very young audience, so even if you do get a lot of engagement, you're probably not as likely to sell as much art to them. But yeah, that, that's that's basically like the gist of the pros and cons as far as my perspective.
0: Okay, yeah, that's a pretty good summary, I think.
1: Well, I think this was a great, uh, great conversation, and um, we look forward to we well, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And we'll talk next week. Yeah, take care.